Blog Talk Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Hey everybody, it's Lisa Earhart coming to you from Talk Box Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Tonight I just want to talk with you about our electrical grid and the issues therein, the threat to our security. And um, what happened was the other night I came home and I had a pretty good day and I <laughs> turn on the news and there is Ted Koppel talking about his book, Lights Out. And he's very emotional, very upset. And that got me thinking um, a lot about this topic. Anyway, um, I'm going to read a little bit to you about his book first on Amazon, and there's a description there just to give you some overview. Now, I'd like to just say that I feel, you know, um, I don't want I don't want to say what's going to happen as he is so certain that this kind of thing is going to happen. I'm not saying I'm backing that up at all. I am just simply reading information, and that's all I'm doing. So anyway, the book is Lights Out, A Cyber Attack, A Nation Unprepared, Surviving the Aftermath. In this New York Times bestselling investigation, Ted Koppel reveals that a major cyber attack on America's power grid is not only possible, but likely. That it would be devastating at the the United States is shockingly unprepared. So that's the basis of this book. <laughs> he says, imagine a blackout lasting not days, but weeks or months. Tens of millions of people over several states are affected. For those without access to a generator, there is no running water, no sewage, no refrigeration or light. Food and medical supplies are dwindling. Devices we rely on have gone dark. Banks no longer function. Looting is widespread. And law and order are being tested as never before. Well, so this got me thinking. And I started looking things up. I wanted to start um, basically a series of shows on this topic. And I'm welcoming callers at any time to chime in here. Um, what I'd like to do is address the issues and then also look at what we can do about this because I'd like to believe that there there is a solution, hopefully. Okay, I don't want to just be thinking all these scary thoughts, though. This is extremely frightening stuff. Okay, so I found uh, securethegrid.com securethegrid.com and I recommend that you go there and check this site out because these this is a, a site that really keeps you up to date on what's going on and what you can do to secure the grid. So I'm going to read off a little bit on from their website to you. The basics of grid security. America's electric grid, data centers, telecommunication networks, and other critical infrastructure can be damaged or destroyed in several different ways. A nuclear weapon that generates an EMP, electromagnetic pulse effect, a geomagnetic storm from the sun that can also generate an EMP effect, a smaller localized EMP that can be created with everyday equipment from Radio Shack. Isn't that nice? Cyber warfare and direct physical attacks. 
<clears throat> so a lot of things to be worried about there, right? And electromagnetic pulse, EMP. A nuclear EMP is a very real threat, given what we know about the Iranian and North Korean nuclear weapons and ballistic missile programs. Both countries have demonstrated advanced capabilities to create a functioning nuclear warhead as well as to build and test the ballistic missiles that might be used as delivery vehicles for such weapons. Devices capable of subjecting transformers and other critical infrastructure to localized but destructive levels of EMP can be built from readily available equipment. While the damage would not be anywhere near as devastating or widespread as a nuclear EMP device might cause, the ease of acquiring and assembling parts obtainable from a local electronic shop means what terrorists have, a relatively easy way to cause significant damage to local communities. The April 2013 attack on, on uh, I'm sorry, on an electrical substation near San Jose, California, demonstrates both the vulnerability of our physical grid infrastructure as well as the fact that terrorists also have been thinking about multiple ways to attack us. Assailants who were never apprehended attacked the Pacific Gas and Electric Metcalf substation with automatic rifle fire on the night of April 16, 2013. Firing more than 100 shots altogether, they knocked out 17 transformers. And even though electric officials were able to avert a blackout, the damage took 27 days to repair. John Wellinghoff, chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission at the time, called the attack the most significant incident of domestic terrorism involving the U.S. power grid that has ever occurred. Cyber attacks and terrorism. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security, DHS, reports that cyber attacks on the electric grid system are increasing in both frequency and sophistication. Such attacks come from a variety of different sources, including nation states and a sub national terrorist organizations. Concern over their ability to hack into U.S. power grid software and possibly disrupt the electrical supply system is growing because such an, such an attack could be one of the quickest ways to destroy the U.S. economy. And then we have a natural occurrence. Even if no enemy attacks our electric grid, we know that the sun will. That is because the sun regularly is shooting off geomagnetic storms in every direction. It is only a matter of time before one of those flares hits the earth straight on with exactly the same EMP type of effect as if it were a nuclear bomb. In fact, we know that in 1859, a massive solar flare that came to be known as the Carrington effect after the astronomer who, who explained what happened struck the earth and generated fires in telegraph offices as well as extraordinary northern lights displays. Because everything in modern life now requires electric power, the 1859 event was nowhere near as catastrophic as the same kind severe geomagnetic storm would be today. 
Were such a solar storm to strike the earth today, the damage would be in the trillions of dollars. But worse yet, societies all over the world would be devastated. Human life as we know it would be wiped out, or could be wiped out, it says. The U.S. government is well aware of these threats to our electric grid and the threats that that EMP, cyber and physical attacks, and the sun can pose to it. In fact, 11 different studies conducted or sponsored by the federal government over the past decade have concluded the same thing. Unless steps are taken and soon to secure our electric grid, we risk catastrophic consequences, which include horrific loss of life, widespread destruction of property, and complete societal breakdown. So that's the good news. Then they have another page on here. What can you do? See, this is where I want to get to so we can address what the solutions are because it all sounds so very bad, doesn't it? What can you do to secure the grid? Again, I'm on securethegrid.com. Please go to that website and learn as much as you can. They're also on Facebook. So join them, support them. What can you do to secure the grid? First, get smart. You can track the threats at securethegrid.com. When industry and government are challenged with hard questions by informed voters, we are one step closer to securing the grid. Educating your sphere of influence is the next step. So again, when industry and government are challenged with hard questions by informed voters, that means you checking out securethegrid.com, We are one step closer to securing the grid. Educating your sphere of influence is the next step. So you want to spread the word. The electrical industry does a great job delivering energy to America each day, but someone still needs the authority to make sure that energy and the lives depending on it are safe and secure. The electrical industry lobby has a conflict of interest when it comes to securing the grid. They have millions at their disposal to downplay threats and reassure the public of their reliability. Education and knowledge in the scientific community within the electrical industry will help to secure the grid. I'm going to repeat that. Education and knowledge in the scientific community within the electrical industry will help to secure the grid. That is a big part of what Secure the Grid Coalition does. After 11 government studies, established and uncontroversial threat assessments, and the advice of the nation's top scientists, the industry has failed to harden itself against major solar storms, physical attacks, cyber attacks, and EMP attacks. Because much of military grid protection practices were classified for so long, there is a lag in the scientific and security community about threats to the grid and what it takes to mitigate them. Civil society groups without profit motive have been filling in the gap to educate policymakers and state legislators on what they can do to protect the grid. Many of those groups form the Secure the Grid Coalition. You can learn about what those groups are doing on our resources page and find out about how you can help. So, again, it's securethegrid.com. Please go to that site as soon as you can 
and go to the resources page and find out what you can do to help. Policymakers on a local level have already begun to get smart and challenge the electrical industry to higher standards. They can use your support. Tell your elected officials that you want them to be part of the solution. I repeat, tell your elected officials that you want them to be part of a solution. They go on to list a bunch of things that have done been done here. On June 11, 2013, the state of Maine passed the first legislation in the nation to protect the electric grid against electromagnetic pulse, EMP, and geomagnetic disturbance, disturbance GMD. EMPs such as high-altitude nuclear explosions and GMDs such as a major solar flare and storms have the potential to critically disrupt or destroy the electric grid. On March 10, 2015, Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe signed a bill requiring the Commonwealth's Department of Emergency Management, DAM, to plan for responses to disasters caused by electro- uh, sorry, electromagnetic pulses, EMPs. The requirement is part of the DEM's overall mission of disaster preparedness. Arizona implemented a requirement in 2014 for its emergency management agency to incorporate EMP preparedness into its disaster planning. And there are a few more things on the list here. In Texas, there are currently two bills that address the protections of the electrical grid. They are House Bill 2289 in the House and Senate Bill 1398. The most fundamental reason the grid is not protected with with currently available hardening technology is that no one is in charge of taking initiative. The fact that the grid is owned by the private sector for which the DOD depends on 99% of its operational capability, according to congressional testimony, is the main excuse for government inaction. Conflict of interest. Those who own and make money from the electrical grid should not be in charge of regulating safety and security. I'll repeat that. Those who own and make money from the electrical grid should not be in charge of regulating safety and security. The electrical industry spends millions a year on research and lobbyists who promote low standards and bad science. So again now, what should be done? One, The vulnerability of the U.S. electrical grid must be understood as a national security issue alone. The Critical Infrastructure Protection Act is a good first step. Leaders in the executive branch must deeply understand and own this issue as members of both parties do in Congress. Two, Urgency by Congress and the executive branch to get the grid hardened will require empowered enforcement of safety regulations that do not currently exist under the FERC-NERC arrangement. 
physical hardening of the grid is possible and affordable. The electrical industry needs the equivalent of the Nuclear Regulatory Agency, or an NTSB. And three, hardening the grid is a, de- is a deterrent. When the grid is hardened, attacking it will no longer be an asymmetric advantage or a desirable and cost-effective option for adversaries. So again, the website is securethegrid.com. And I'm just taking a look at the resources here, the resources page. It discusses InfraGuard National EMP SIG. InfraGuard is a partnership between the FBI and the private sector. It is an association of persons who represent businesses, academic institutions, state and local law enforcement agencies, and other participants dedicated to sharing information and intelligence to prevent hostile acts against the U.S. The purpose of the InfraGuard National EMP Electromagnetic Pulse SIG Special Interest Group is to address and mitigate the threat of a simultaneous nationwide collapse of infrastructure from any hazard such as a man-made or natural EMP. Any threat that could cause a similar collapse of infrastructure over most or all of the U.S. is also of interest to the EMP SIG. So you can read more about this on securethegrid.com and resources as well. They also list the the task force on national and homeland security here. It's a privately funded and operated body with a mandate to educate and help protect the United States from the existential threat posed by a national or man-made electromagnetic pulse, EMP catastrophe, and other threats vital to U.S. national and homeland security that impel the survival of the American people. Then we also have the Electric Infrastructure Security Council, which hosts national and international education planning and communication initiatives to help coordinate infrastructure protection against severe hazards in partnership with government representatives, corporations, and other NGOs. So that's the Electric Infrastructure Security Council. And they give you a link there to get more information. So that is going to sum up the show for tonight. I would like to have you call in the next time I do a show about this, because I really, I'm sure there are many, many people who have things to say about this. Please follow my show. You can also contact me if you'd like me to have you on as a guest to talk about this very important topic. Contact me at lisa at talkboxradio.com, lisa at talkboxradio.com. You can also contact me by sending me a message on Blog Talk Radio, but it is easier to reach me at talkboxradio.com, lisa at talkboxradio.com, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Talkbox Radio. Talkbox Radio. Talkbox Radio.